Welcome to the Manchild Chronicles podcast, Sports Edition. Come join our team of armchair quarterbacks as we discuss, dissect, and debate all that sports had to offer this week. Let's welcome our hosts, Ryan, John, Mike, and Jay. Growing up never took so long. Hey, welcome in, cronies. This is the Manchild Chronicles Podcast Sports Edition. I'm here with my two best friends, John and Jay, and we're ready to dive into this week's NFL action. What is up, boys? I'm doing great. How I'm doing you? great. I'm great because the Chiefs had a bye this week, so don't <laughs> no have stress. to stress too much. It always makes it a nice week. Uh this was a very high-scoring week in the world of football. Very exciting week with trades, and we'll get into a few of those throughout the uh, episode. I'm going to kick it off today with the first game, the Falcons and the Panthers, and what a shootout it was. The Panthers won, or the Falcons won 37-34. Not that the Panthers didn't have a chance. The Panthers quarterback pj walker threw a bomb to the end zone to dj moore and he caught it it was unbelievable they tied the game at 34 all they had to do was make the short extra point and they would have won the game but dj moore was so excited he decided to rip his helmet off and dance around and celebrate which is a penalty when you take your helmet off and a little chip shot field goal turned into a 45 yard extra point and he missed it. And it was in his head. And then he missed a chip shot field goal in overtime. And the Falcons ended up winning. And now we're sitting atop the division lead. The Falcons, who were like, let's go all in, get rid of everybody, and get a good draft pick next year, are winning their division through week seven. So That was a battle um, for the top of the division. If the Panthers were to won, they would now be leading that division if the Falcons won like they did, now they are leading that division. That is how poor this division has been this That's, year. <laughs> just sounds insane. So the Falcons won 37, the Panthers 34, and what a game it was, though. It was electrifying to watch those teams go back and forth, and then you think it's over, and then P.J. Walker makes that little out route pass, and then he drops back. He spins, you know, he doesn't spin to a strong side. He spins out of the pocket to the left side. He's got to get his feet replanted, and I think he launched that ball, they said, like 67 air, 67 yards in the air, straight to the end zone, and D.J. Moore made that diving catch in there. What a what a great game. And you're like, Panthers have won it. This is amazing. And then all of a sudden, oh, penalty. This now like grinds an easy field goal is a 48-yarder. Uh, Tony Dungy said that that shouldn't have been a penalty because he was off the field. No, he took, a, he took his helmet off in the end zone there. He was out of the end zone, though. He wasn't inside the end zone. He was in the out-of-bounds spot. Mm-hmm. So Tony Dungy said, per the written rule, that shouldn't have been a penalty. And the uh, NFL referee insider for NBC Sports agreed with them as well. So that controversy, controversy to that. Well, mm. and I, I got after that happened, I started paying attention. Really weird. And maybe you just answered my question, but during during the Sunday night game, I was watching uh, the Packers Bills play, and there were a couple plays where the play would happen, 
and I can't remember if the guy was on like out of bounds on the sideline, but they took their helmets off celebrating a sack on Aaron Rodgers, and I was like, wait, so you can take your helmet off, but they can't take it off after they score a touchdown? I'm confused. Yeah, it just confused to, me. According to T- Tony Dungy, who I would believe more about football than I know about it, it's per the written rule, it is not a penalty if you are not – in the playing field, if you're out of bounds or even just on the white line stepping out, you're allowed to take off your helmet. I, I, I feel like that's just a crazy call to make during that you know, especially exciting part of the uh, game, but is what it is. The uh, Falcons are leading the division. No, who's not leading the division in that division? <laughs> I'll give you one clue. <laughs> They play in Florida, and it's the Tampa Bay Suckaneers, and what a great game it was again this week for them. They played the Baltimore Ravens. Tampa Bay got 22 points, but the Baltimore Ravens got 27 points. Honestly, the Ravens were in control the whole freaking game. Tampa didn't have a chance, no matter how close the score sounds. Tampa, Tampa Brady, or however you want to say his name, just not finding the end zone he doesn't have a rhythm with this offense this year it's just ugly week after week play after play to watch these sucking ears play oh it is ugly too because the ravens they didn't even look good either they looked bad as well and the sucking ears looked even worse they just look so out of sync right now it's just it's i've never seen a team with so much talent look so bad John, you have an interesting theory. So Tom Brady officially divorced Giselle this week. It was filed and accepted, um, finalized on this past Friday. John, you have an interesting theory on Tom Brady. A lot of people are giving Tom Brady crap for unretiring, ruining his family, and marriage. Uh, What's your theory on that? So in my head, if he knew his marriage was in jeopardy that bad, he would have not unretired. In my head, I think their marriage was rocky for a long time or maybe past couple years. And he retired thinking that would keep his wife with him. And she said, "If you, un- it doesn't matter, unretire, stay retired. I'm going to be leaving you anyways. So that's why he dramatically decided to come back that quickly. And that's why his effort hasn't been there. You know, my wife asked me about this marriage too. And I said, I said, you think it's because he went back to football? And I said, there's no way there had to been problems in that marriage mm-hmm. before. Yep. And, you know, I don't know what went on in that marriage. I'm not going to point fingers on who's is who. But at the end of the day, she knew what she was marrying. That's all I got to say. Yeah. But she knew I'm, what she was marrying. So it, to me, it's not football. It's something else because she knew what she was marrying into. In my head, I think she said, I'm leaving you no matter what. And so he said, well, then I'm going to go play football again. But because of all the pressure or, you know, of what's going on outside of the game of football, he hasn't been 100% committed this year and it's completely obvious. Yeah, I'm I'm, as a, you know, I'm not going to say longtime Brady fan, a short time Brady fan. Absolutely respect the GOAT. John, you've always loved him. You brought me into the circle, I think, back, what, in, like, 2017. But anyways, I really do hope he pulls it together because it is not fun to watch him. I mean, he's playing the best football that any 45-year-old has ever played the game. But still, it's it's not – it's not the Tom Brady level, and I do hope he finds it. I think he's leading the league in passing yards, is he not? Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes is. 
Mahomes. Well, is. he might be. Patrick Mahomes had a bye week, but Mahomes was. I think he's leading the league in passing yards, <laughs> but he doesn't have a lot of touchdowns. But he doesn't have no. a lot of picks either. He has nine touchdowns and one interception, I think. And I he's mean, still throwing he's, the ball fifty times a game. That's the problem. Yeah, he's he's playing quarterback pretty well. He just can't get that chemistry with that team to find the end zone there. He is number two right now. Joe Burrow is above him with 2,300 wow. yards. Tom Brady has 2,200 yards. Josh Allen, 21. And Patrick Mahomes, 2,100. Wow. So Tom Brady is now number two in passing yards. That, yeah, he they just need to figure it out and start scoring some, scoring some TDs. Uh, moving on, quick game. Broncos, Jaguars. <sighs> Uh, Broncos figured out how to score more than, uh, you know, 12 points. And uh, they actually did it by having uh, three touchdowns, no field goals. So I'm just super, super surprised by that. They beat the Jaguars in London uh, 21 to 17. Broncos Nation, let's ride. Russell Wilson still looks terrible. He still looks bad. Uh, did you guys see the reports that he was doing knee highs in the airplane on the the flight over there, and they're all sleeping? And they're like, "Yeah, it's true. He was doing them." Let's ride. I don't know how to respond. Before the game, I, I was watching uh, the pregame of that, and he was sitting on the middle of the field on a logo with his eyes closed and his fists clenched. And you could literally read his lips going, Broncos Nation, let's ride. And he was just sitting there, just walking in circles, saying that by himself out there. He, he is the most, he's the weirdest guy. He's the, the most awkward quarterback. And that head coach of the Broncos is <laughs> the most awkward coach. And they are like the perfect pair of awkwardness. And I just can't imagine playing for that team. Uh, we're, we're talking about, we want to talk about trades. Bradley Chubb just got traded from the yep. Broncos. Yeah. Yep. And I'm sure he's like, oh, thank you oh thank, thank god so much. oh you're oh. sending me to the dolphins oh thank, thank god so much oh yeah yeah the bradley chubb went to the dolphins and they got chase edmonds uh from the dolphins so they're gonna have another running back in that room uh, but yeah the the i mean the broncos are supposed to have good wide receivers but i watched that game they can't get open they get no separation the only person on that team that can get separation is the big D, Greg Dulcich, their rookie tight end, who looks phenomenal. He also looks exactly like Wardell Yankovic. But (laughs) (laughs) on to the – that's enough about uh, that awkward guy, Russell Wilson. Let's go to the next game. Uh, Boy, I think I wrote the score down wrong. Hold on here. (laughs) The Bears – the Bears and the Cowboys – I got to check the score again. Because Do you need me to tell you? <laughs> <laughs> I had to wrote this down right. Uh, I didn't. Okay, I had it. I had it backwards. I had the Bears winning. I'm like, that wasn't right. That's not the what Cowboys. Happened. I know the Cowboys won 49 to 29 over the Bears. Although the Bears did look better, uh, it was probably the best game Justin Fields has played. Yeah. But Dak Prescott uh, was throwing the ball. He looked good. That they looked like a complete team. Uh, I think there were the Cowboys. To me, you know, I I hate the Cowboys because of everything mm-hmm. in the past and the '90s and all this stuff. But they look good. They got a great defense. Uh, Dak Prescott, like I said on an earlier podcast, he wins you games. He can win you games, and he showed it the other day by throwing the ball over the place. Their offense looked great. Their defense looked good. 
And they dominated that game and won it, even though the Bears played good, but they couldn't compete with the Cowboys. And the well, Bears made a big trade, too, I want to say real quick. They traded and got Chase Claypool, and they traded a lot for him. They, got a, they traded a second-round pick for him. Just to note, the Browns early in the offseason got Amari Cooper from the Cowboys for a six-round pick. So. Oh. Yeah, very bad trade for the Bears. Yeah, I I looked at the uh, trade grades, and the Bears did not get a good trade grade. They got an F for that. I will say this for the Cowboys. um, You're talking about Dak Prescott. I'll tell you who looked good, Tony Pollard. Uh, Tony Pollard. 14 14 carries, 131 yards, and three touchdowns. Tony Pollard ran all over the Bears' defense. Tony Pollard was hungry, and he he. Jerry Jones made sure to say he's the backup going forward. Zeke's team. I don't know about that. Uh, One thing about the, uh, I think the Bears also traded away their best defender, Roquan Smith, got traded away from the Bears. He went to the Ravens, I believe. Two defenders they traded away. They also traded Robert Quinn away, the end, and Rokon Smith. They were two best defenders they traded away. And then they traded for a receiver. It makes no sense. I think the Bears Bears GM has been trying to tank, and it's not happening. (laughs) He's like, oh, oh gosh. Oh, yeah? You you want to see what you can win with now, Justin Fields? It's like the uh, Cleveland Indians in Major League. (laughs) Yeah, I I would imagine they could have got a better receiver in the draft with a second-round pick than Chase Claypool. Just a terrible trade. I mean, I'm going to call it out, but my quarterback of the week, I think he had the best performance I've seen in the history of the NFL. Derek Carr, Las Vegas Raiders. Saints had 24, but Mr. Derek Carr, he responded, and they put up a big goose egg. No mm. points by the Las Vegas Raiders this week. I mean, how how great did Derek Carr look, guys? You look John, bad. please. I mean, tell me. I have Devontae Adams on one of my fantasy teams. Oh, please man, tell me lucky. how many how Let many me, points got, did Devontae Adams get me this week, John? I got Derek Carr as my fantasy quarterback, <laughs> and let me tell you what: we're in the third quarter, or second quarter of the game. I'm like, hey, hey, honey, to my wife, hey, honey. Derek Carr right now over or under five points in this game for my fantasy team? She's like over. He hadn't even had one full point yet. He was at 0.8 points or something stupid oh. like that. Like, come on. Let me tell you something even more stupid. I played John in fantasy this week, and he crushed me, and it made me tilt, and I made two big <laughs> trades because I felt my team <laughs> is in in agony here. So I had to make two trades. I'm tilting. Uh, I just gave away my future, so hopefully I can get that. In the playoff fact. race because as of right now I'm out of the playoffs. Fun fact about you playing me this week, Ryan. I didn't notice how well your bench did, and if you would have played yeah. the players right, you would have beat me. Thank you, John. That's three. <laughs> I could have had fun three fact. wins. I've I've lost three games because of that. Just so you know. Uh, the, but let's go to the Saints a little bit. Give them a little credit. Uh, Red Rifle Andy Dalton looked great again. Um, I don't think he's going to stay in there. They're going to put Jameis Winston in, which is a huge mistake. And Elvin Kamara looked great for the first time all year. Scored three touchdowns. Um, I think he's going to get off and running. Uh, Yeah, Derek Carr looked bad. Uh, Devontae Adams had the flu all week, didn't practice all week, you could tell. Darren Waller was out, so they really had nobody to throw the ball to that game. And the Saints, they just dominated him. Uh, Moving into the uh, Dolphins and Lions game. 
uh, very high scoring. Um, was surprised to see the Dolphins, or not Dolphins, the uh, Lions score as much as they did, considering they have not done well the past few weeks. The Dolphins do win it 31-27. to And DeAndre Swift was back as a running back, and he did get one score, but that is not the running back that uh, stole the show. That is Jamal Williams, who scored uh, a lot of fantasy points, uh, took in two touchdowns um, for the Lions, but that was not enough to stop Tua. John, you say it, please. Tua? Yeah, Tua did a really great game. Tua Takaluga! <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> yeah, he had some great passes to uh, Jalen Waddell. Um, the, the Dolphins just looked great. Uh, they, they scored uh, a, 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 they scored 31 points. Um, after they went up in the third quarter, no one scored in the fourth. Um, but Tua looks great, so if he has any effect from that concussion, I'm not seeing it. Um, the guy looked uh, very good out there. Yeah, when that Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle connection is rolling in the game, they're they're one of the most dangerous offensive teams in the league. I know they're playing yeah. the Lions, but when those two are rolling and Tua Tagovailoa is in the zone, man, Tyreek Hill, twelve catches, one hundred and eighty-eight yards. He didn't have a touchdown, but twelve catches, one hundred and eighty-eight yards. Man, Tyreek Hill looks good. You know, it, you say two is in the zone. I watched a lot of that game. He underthrew. So many balls so many to those times. guys, but those guys are so Tyreek Hill, especially. He's one of the best I've ever seen at adjusting to a ball in the air because he's yep. he underthrew him so many times, but he's so good at running full speed and stopping and going wherever he wants to go that he ran, stopped, and went back to the ball and beat his defenders back to the ball. And that's what See, that's how we caught so many. Ryan, you call it underthrowing, but I call it chemistry. And yeah. Tua Takaluga <laughs> has that chemistry with his team. Yes. And it's like he like knows oil and if water. he throws it right to him, he knows if they throw it right to him, the de- defenders have a chance. If I underthrow him by three to six yards, <laughs> the defender's not going to expect that. You They're not thir- traded for 13 that. 13 to 16 yards is more like it. But the the Lions look good, but yeah, they could not stop that passing game. The Lions, Lions probably can't stop out, anything, man. To be honest with you, they it was probably one of their best games they played. But they just, man, Lions, I, they're calling it quits. I think they traded away T.J. Hawkinson, and they, they're compiling picks now. So <laughs> who did they trade T.J. Hawkinson to? The Minnesota Vikings. Mm. The Minnesota Vikings, who won last week. 34 to 26 over the Arizona Cardinals. My beginning of the year Super Bowl pick, the Lions or the Vikings and the Bills. Somebody's got to win Super Bowl is looking good. Now the Vikings <laughs> added a good tight end to the mix. Vikings looking good. One o'clock Kirk came through again. They won 34 26. The Vikings are now six and one. Uh, Kyler Murray, probably his best game. Uh, this year with DeAndre Hopkins back and the passing attack, but not enough for that Vikings squad. And this is a first-year head coach of the Vikings, right? Yes, he was the offensive coordinator for the Rams last year. So he's doing a really good job, first-year head coach and 6-1 and and improving the team. I've been very impressed by the Vikings. And uh, Jared Allen, he got inducted in the Ring of Honor, and he rolled a horse out in the middle of the field <laughs> of course during, during the game. That was pretty epic. His beautiful mullet. Shout yep. out to him. Yep, mullet's still intact. And the Vikings, Darius Smith for the Vikings got a sack and did his famous 
rope tie yep. sack. It was very awesome. I like Jared Allen was one of my favorite players, so that was yeah. cool to see. Before they before you guys move on to the next game, speaking of fantasy ramifications, they did move <coughs> Irv Smith to the um, IR. They're predicting him being out eight Ooh. to ten weeks, which is what makes sense for the trade for TJ Hawkinson. They are not planning on slowing down. The Vikings are going to keep rolling. And I, I really like Irv Smith Jr., but major upgrade with TJ Hawkinson. He is, uh, he's one of the top four tight ends in the league. He's a good blocking tight end too. Yep. He's going to add a lot to that team, a lot to that team. Let me tell you about somebody who just kept rolling and rolling and rolling and could not be stopped. A freight train on the field. Do you know who I'm talking about? I do. Derek, Derek Henry. Oh my King Henry. Henry. Oh, Henry. Oh my goodness. 17 to the Houston Texans, 10. Malik Willis had his first start for the Titans. He, he had to be the reason they won, right, John? What, what, what did, what did he, he do? He had to be the reason because he handed that ball to Derrick Henry 32 <laughs> times. He only threw it 10 times with six completions for 55 yards, and he threw a pick. But he said, I think I have a formula that we can use to win here, Mike Frabel. And Mike said, what's that? And he said, ball King Henry. And oh boy, Derrick Henry, 219 yards on the oh. ground, two rushing touchdowns. He did carry it 32 times, but still averaged 6.8 yards on a carry. Oh my if there's gosh. Any running back in the NFL that I would not want to go one on one with a tackle, it's Derrick Henry. Oh. oh, yeah. Any player in the NFL. Come on now. Yeah. Like, yeah. Let's give it up to the Titans D, too, because uh, the Houston. Could not. I think they threw for like sixty yards. They ran for like thirty. They couldn't do anything. It was bad. Uh, good game by the Titans. That's that's the for, you're the Titans. That's how you win any game. Just hand it off to Derrick Henry and play good D, and you're going to win. So going into the uh, next game here, there is only one team that is still undefeated. Um, Ryan, you talked a lot about Jalen Hurts. You talked about him being a possible MVP player this year. I don't even think you predicted them to be 7-0 and right now. Um, but, man, the Eagles look good. They played the Pittsburgh Steelers. They won 35-13. to And it was just – you're talking about the formula for uh, um, Mal- Malik to hand it to Derrick Henry. Well, all Jalen Hurts had to do was throw it to A.J. Brown. Uh, A.J. Brown ended up getting – um, six catches for 156 yards and three touchdowns. So the Jalen Hurts to A.J. Brown connection was super strong. Watching Red Zone this this game, you know, when Red Zone popped on, every time it popped on with the Eagles, I said, touchdown, A.J. Brown. And every time, touchdown, A.J. Brown. I was like, oh, That probably made you real happy, man. too, didn't it, John? It did, Ryan. I think he yeah. was on my fantasy team this week, mm-hmm. and I, I didn't leave him on the bench either. <laughs> But yeah, yeah Eagles, Eagles 35 to the Steelers 13. Tiny hand picket. Still can't spin that football. 191 yards, no touchdowns and a pick. Um, keep going, Kenny. I mean, you got the strong hand. Keep it rolling. Steelers are the first time I've ever seen the Steelers give up in a season. I've never seen them trade away. They never. just signed Chase Claypool to a three-year deal, and they traded him away for a second-round pick. So they're... They're giving up on him. They're letting George Pickens come in there now, which is probably better for them. But I think Mike Tomlin has recognized, like, let's just let's build through the draft next year and get better. 
Yeah, I, I honestly think they took Kenny Pickett. I don't. For some reason, I have the eye for a quarterback, guys. I'm just gonna NFL teams. If you're listening, I have an eye on what makes a great quarterback, and I can tell by how they spend that football in college and how they play the game. And I was never big on Kenny Pickett. The only reason the Steelers drafted him is because of a quarterback by the name of Dan Marino who played for the University of Pittsburgh. That's right. And it fell to them again, and they said. We can't make this mistake again. We got to take him just in case. But Pickett's no Marino. Move on already. Now, John, since you are the quarterback whisperer, I need I need you to put my mind at ease. The Jets. You're not gonna like it, bud. Zach Wilson, because he's got good. He's got one of the best arms in the NFL. Not gonna like it, bud. Got one of the best arms. I thought he was a terrible pick by the New York That's Jets. That's enough of John. In my honest uh, opinion. The Jets unfortunately lost to the Patriots 22-17. to 17, But let me just get into this game a little bit. Because something really upset me in this game. And I know I'm a homer and I know I'm a Jets fan. And everybody's like, well, you're just going to say it because you're a Jets fan. I watched this game. The Jets intercepted Mac Jones... Took it back for a touchdown. Would have been up ten to three. the The refs called a roughing the passer call. Yep, on the Jets. Mac Jones threw the ball as he was throwing it. The Jets defender was in the air, lunging at him as he threw it. The Jets defender tried his best to not hit him as hard as he could, and you could tell in the replay. And they called a roughing the passer, ended up giving them great field position, a first down, because it was a third and whatever, third and long. They ended up getting a first down, and they ended up scoring. So they went up 10-3, to deflated the whole stadium. Later in that game, in the third quarter, uh, I think the Jets were down uh, 13. Or no, they were down, they might have been down 17-something at that point. But anyway, Zach Wilson, we're trying to make a comeback. And he made a throw on a third down. It went incomplete, but he threw it. And two seconds later, after he threw the ball, he got hit super hard, and they called nothing. I'm sick of the refs giving these games to the Patriots. I'm just sick of it. They should have. That changed the whole game, and the Jets still barely lost, and it changed the whole game, and it drove me nuts. And Zach Wilson threw two unbelievably terrible picks. I still believe he can be a good quarterback. Josh Allen, in his second year against the Patriots around the same time, had even a worst stat line against the Patriots. So you can't just base it off of that. He still should be developing. Josh Allen did not get good until he got Stefan Diggs, so I don't want to hear that Zach Wilson's garbage already when he's barely into his second year. But... uh, to, to, to help your point, Ryan, a lot of people were talking about it. At that point that you're uh, describing, the Jets were winning 10-3. to So they had the chance to go up 17-3 to going into halftime. But because they called that penalty, it was a swing the, the other game. way. Yep. It was a nine-point swing. The Patriots kicked a 42-yard field goal to make it 6-10. to And then from there, they just took over in the second half. It was a nine-point swing, though. So I definitely uh, hear your pain on that. Yeah, and it deflated the whole stadium. Just yep. took all the air you, out of the stadium. You answered your question when you said they were playing the New England Patriots. And, of course, the refs are always going to decide with Bill Belichick because... It's Bill Belichick. It's New England. And 
And you're in the Jets' home stadium, though, in New Jersey, right? They were playing in yep. New Jersey. So they were in the home stadium for the Jets. But I don't know. I'm not trying to be rude to you, Ryan, or piss you off anymore. But Zach Wilson, to me, I've just never been high on him. Um, they, when they were talking about the draft, they were highlighting his – his throwing on the run, his arm strength and stuff like that, but they were never highlighting the fundamentals that make a good passer in the NFL, and that's why I kind of have always been a little low on Zach Wilson. I'm not giving up on a guy after a year and a half. That's all I got to say. That's fine. Well, let's go to the other New York game, John. Oh, yeah. Josh Allen 2.0 of the New York Giants, Mr. Danny Dimes, leading the uh, New York Giants to a sweet, sweet loss against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You can't win them all in the NFL, and so we can't be too hard on Danny Dimes here. Um, Seattle Seahawks 27, New York Giants 13. it looks like the Seahawks just had that game the whole game, and the Giants really struggled against them, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, I think we found out what happens if the Jets win, the Giants win. If the Giants win, the Jets win. If one of them loses, they're both going to lose. <laughs> we, we figured out what's happening now in the upside down of the NFL this year. <laughs> Man, I it, it's, you know, going into this game, the Giants are 6-1. and one. They are just... They're rolling, you know, they have that momentum. I picked the Seahawks to win this game. It's because Geno Smith just looks so good this year. I former can't, Jets quarterback. I, former I cannot, Giants quarterback. I cannot believe. Like, I, you, John, you bring it up. Uh, you've brought it up before, and I'm wondering, is there some sort of weird body swap happening with Geno Smith and Russell Wilson? Like, <laughs> wh- what is going on with this Freaky Friday stuff? But Geno looks so good. He looks like a vintage Russell Wilson. He is. He's. He's. He's not throwing interceptions. He's uh, breaking tackles, getting away from people, and making some awesome throws. Making Tyler Lockett look amazing. Um, I just. All I have to say is I picked the Seahawks for a reason. Uh, They're dangerous right now. His accuracy, like if you watch some of his throws, his accuracy, his pinpoint accuracy where he's placing that ball perfectly in the numbers, you know, for the receiver, after the receiver, like he is placing that ball perfectly every time almost when he's throwing those deep passes. And I've been very impressed by Geno Smith this year. And once again, I hate to say it, Pete Curl. I hate you, but, man, you can coach a team. Yep. Uh, you know, Gino has had some good quotes this year. He had another good one after the – I think it was after this game. They're asking him, uh, are you surprised at how good you're throwing the ball this year and how accurate you are? And he said – all he said is, obviously you never seen me throw a ball, and he ran away from her. <laughs> but the Seattle Seahawks are winning that division – in a loaded division, folks, yep. San Francisco, the Rams, and Arizona, Seattle, who almost, they were picked to be one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. They are one of yep. the best teams in the NFL this year, across the board, defense and offense. So, yeah, same, I'm the same with you, John. I hate Pete Carroll, but gosh darn it, he's doing a great job. 
Geno Smith also had a great quote post game because he did play for the New York Giants for a year, I believe. And they asked like, "How was it going to get your former team?" And he said something like, "Like it was, it felt really good. I want to give a huge shout out to Ben McAdoo and whoever the GM of the Giants was at that time for giving me a chance that one 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 year and really be- believing in me. Thank you guys." <laughs> yeah, wow. <you> <laughs> <laughs> wow good for gino uh going into the next game um i was i was actually not expecting it to be as close as it was uh washington commanders versus the indianapolis colts the colts have said they're benching matt ryan um they're starting sam El- ellinger i did not ex- i thought the commanders were just gonna win just come out and win this game and boy, howdy, they won the game, but it was not a come out and win it game. I thought it was over. Um, the Colts are up 16 to 7. There's 11 minutes left in the game, and the commanders are able to kick a field goal, make it 10 to 16. And then they get the ball back with like a minute 45. And I'm like, there's no way Heineke is going to lead it down. He just has not looked good. Um, he has not looked that good this game. And he pulled off some incredible throws. That throw down to Terry McLaurin, I think it was like a 41-yard throw down to the one-yard line. It it was awesome throw. Great play from Terry McLaurin. He went up and got that ball. He uh, he, uh, it was just it it was a fantastic play. Um, And then they scored with 22 seconds left. Um, They won the game 17 to 16 by one point. I picked them to win, but I thought it was going to be a a blowout and it turned out to be a very entertaining game yeah scary terry he played in indianapolis in high school he was mr indiana high school football and so when he caught that pass and you know strutting his stuff to the sideline he kept going this is my city this is my city (laughs) and man he looked good scary terry man uh, honestly, the rookie quarterback, Sam Ellinger of the Colts, he looked very composed for being a first first NFL start in the game. He looked very composed. He had very good pocket presence, the way he was able to step up in the pocket and deliver I think some it's, throws. This is his second year now. He's not a rookie. I think it's his second year. It's his second year now. It's yeah. just his first start, though, right? Yeah. First start. Yeah, first yeah. start. He looked very composed in that pocket and stepping up in it, and he showed he had some good promise, in my opinion. I think Frank Wright will really be able to work with him and develop him. Uh, Uh, Go ahead. I was going to say the only running back that scored for the Colts that game was uh, Naheem Hines, (coughs) um, had a six-yard run, and they uh, traded him away today. So um, Naheem Hines is now a part of the Bills, and in return, they got, what was it, Zach Moss and um, like a fourth-round pick? I can't remember Something what like it was. Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. A sixth-round pick, I think. Jonathan Taylor was like, I need the ball more. Get rid of him. <laughs> Get rid of well, him. The, Bill, the Bills have been looking for a pass-catching running back, and Naheem Hines is probably one of the best pass-catching running backs. One of the backs, best. So, so I, I, I think that's a huge upgrade for the Bills. Yep. Just a wasted pick on James Cook. That's all I got to say. Uh, this was supposed to be the game of the week. The 49ers and the Rams. On paper, this looks like an excellent game. Great divisional matchup. Uh, these two always go at it. Supposed to be two of the best teams in the NFL. And one of them played like it. The other one played like they've been playing all year. The 49ers beat the Rams 31-14. to And the Rams continue to look putrid on offense and defense. 
They just cannot find any rhythm on offense, and their defense <laughs> is on the field all the time. The Christian McCaffrey, yes, the did the yes, hat please. trick, got a hat trick, touchdown pass, touchdown reception, and a touchdown yeah. run. Not since 07 from Ladanian Tomlinson has that been done. 05. Um, since 05. Was it 05? 05. Yep. Christian McCaffrey had a touchdown pass, a touchdown catch, and a touchdown run. But Derek Carr couldn't even get the ball to the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> You're still so upset. <laughs> Let that sink in for you, Derek Carr. <laughs> and they are all in on CMC. They just traded away Jeff Wilson. Who was filling in pretty nice, I thought. They traded yep. him to the Dolphins. Uh, so they are all in on CMC. I think Elijah Mitchell will be back pretty soon, too. So that probably has something to do with it. But uh, they're all in on CMC, and I would be, too, if I had him because they're, 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 they're told, their whole game plan is different than what it was, too. For that um, being the offense to... is revolving around CMC, they're passing more. Uh, which because he can come out of the backfield and run routes and do all this stuff, he's great on pass passing downs and pass protection. And so they're the past two or this game they changed their whole philosophy and and because mm. usually a run first team, they were more of a pass first team in this one, yeah. and they look good for, for that. Only being his second week with the team, and you can pull off plays like that if he stays healthy. It's going to be a little scary there in San Francisco. Yeah, Kyle, uh, I mean, he's with the coach that knows how to use running backs. Kyle was Shanahan's was Debo hurt that game? I just noticed he, he was. Debo was anything. out was he that hurt? game. Okay. He yep. was out. Brandon Nayuk uh, stepped up. He had a great game. I mean, Jimmy, though, man, sexy Jimmy of the 49ers, 21 of 25, 235 <laughs> yards and two touchdowns, man. Can't get any sexier than that. You know, it was. I was reading something uh, about that play with Christian McCaffrey where he uh, um, had that halfback pass. And it was funny. Um, I don't, I can't remember who it was. One of the assistant coaches who was telling the story, but he said he was upstairs and all of a sudden he can hear Shanahan like downstairs and he starts yelling up. Does anyone know if Christian McCaffrey can throw? Does anyone know if he can throw? (laughs) And someone knew that he had done that with the Panthers. Um, He had a 54 yard completion uh, with the Panthers. And then he had two more tries that ended up being uh, incomplete throughout his career. But as soon as he heard that, he said, great. And they started working on that play at practice on Friday and they were able to get it implemented in the game on Sunday. I'm like, that is awesome. And that just speaks to the uh, the the IQ of Christian McCaffrey. I don't know what the the stat was. I can't remember if it was six games or six. God, I want to say it was six years. But I heard today that his pass, because it was a longer pass, air yards pass was more air yards than Jimmy Garoppolo has had his entire time with the 49ers. I believe it. I, I, I heard that, too. I heard that, too. That's and it was right on the money, too. Yeah, like it, was it was a great throw. It's that moment where you black out and you don't know what happens, and then you come back through, and then you're like, whoa, like, what just Will happened? Fer- Will Ferrell on old school? Yep. What just happened? What happened? You just threw a touchdown, Christian. Oh, I blacked out. I blacked out. Now, I don't know about you guys, but if I could pay money to go experience an NFL home game as a fan of a team, there is one team that I would pay money to go experience that to. The Kansas City Chiefs. 
No. Bills Mafia, man. Bills Mafia, Those baby. fans are the best fans in the game of football, in my honest opinion. If I could go spend money to go be a diehard fan at a Bills game and tailgate, I would jump through a table and all that. Buffalo Bills 27, Green Bay Packers 27 this week. Daniel Jones 2.0. Did I say it wrong? Green Bay Packers 17? 17, there you go. Okay. Daniel Jones 2.0. I'm talking about Josh Allen out there on the field, man. <laughs> What's wrong what with a, you? What a, what a monster of a man. What a great team they have this year. I have high hopes for them, kind of like uh, Ryan says, Super Bowl pick. I hope they get to that Super Bowl this year. As much as I like the Chiefs, it it has to happen, man. This is Buffalo's year. Hey, I'm I am the biggest Chiefs fan. You guys know that. I am going to be rooting for the Chiefs the whole time. If it's not the Chiefs, I am praying it is the Bills. Jets. Jets. <laughs> Quit. I am praying it's the Bills. Jets. Because I am super I, I love Josh Allen. Uh, I love what the Bills do. I did not love Josh Allen in the second half where you, that first half he throws two touchdowns. He looks amazing. The second half, all he did was throw two interceptions. He had the same amount of fantasy points um, at the end of the second half as he did at the end of the game. So that was a little disappointing. made me a little nervous. But at the end of the day, love Bills, love Josh Allen. But John, he- you're a Packers fan. What happened with Aaron Rodgers? I mean, what happened with Aaron Rodgers was happened with Tom Brady. He's going through a divorce, and the divorce is with the Green Bay Packers with Aaron Rodgers this year, and it's just not looking good. You know, you said uh, <clears throat> Josh Allen, his stats weren't the greatest, Jay. He had low low points. Well, just for the second half. First just half, saying, amazing. Though, what I'm saying is... That just tells you how good that Bills team is, is when, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, everybody thinks, oh, man, you can't stop Josh Allen. You can't stop the Bills, man. Like, yep. it don't matter if Josh Allen has a bad game. They're so well-rounded and so good yep, in all good. phases of that game. You you can't just stop one guy. You got to stop. Bills Mafia. <laughs> exactly. But, I mean, the, the end of the at the end of the first half, the Bills had 24 points to Green Bay 7. All they do the rest of the game is kick a field goal. They win the game 17-27. Like, they, they, you could tell they were able to r- relax a bit, but it's just it's, it's just crazy. Here, Do I you know see who my, Josh oh. Allen got more points than in probably one quarter? Derek Carr. Derek, Derek Carr. Carr. <laughs> I'll let you know that. I do want to say one thing on um, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, which makes no sense to me. So there's all this talk about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers not getting along before in this offseason, yet they give him – an unbelievable contract that just paralyzes their franchise, right? Yeah. They don't have any receivers. They get rid of Devontae Adams mm-hmm. off that team. They have no receivers. They're losing games left and right because everybody's dropping the ball. They can't get open. Um, he has no receivers to throw the ball to. Trade deadline comes. They don't make a move. Nothing. There is, re- there is so many receivers out there. The Houston's trying to move. Brandon Cooks openly said, we are trying to move Brandon Cooks, a good NFL <laughs> wide receiver. Nobody doesn't get traded. <laughs> the Jets have a disgruntled young receiver who is super talented. Yep. A lot didn't more. even try to go for him. Aaron Rodgers' window is barely cracked open, Like, and they don't even make a move. They just spent all that this, money for what? 
This what did the they problem. spend it for? This is the problem, Ryan. Aaron Rodgers took the money because he does not care about winning championships. That's why they have only won one championship. This is Aaron Rodgers does not care about it. Devontae Adams. And either does Green Bay. Went to the Raiders to take the money. He didn't want to play with Aaron again. Like they both have, were very selfish. You know, maybe smart to them. You know, they're freaking multimillionaires. We're not. We're just talking about them here on this podcast. But they took the money. They did not want to win championships. And that's what it comes down to. There's no way Aaron Rodgers was like, I want to win a championship this year. So I'm going to take as much money as I can get from them so they can't put a team around me. He doesn't want to win a championship. He just wants that cash and he wants to retire here in a year or two. Ryan, a fantasy football question for you. If you picked up Naheem Hines, uh, just because you had a spot open uh, due to players being out, all of a sudden he's traded to the Bills, are you okay dropping him back down to pull players up, or are you wanting to hold on to that and see what what that's going to look like? Oh, I definitely want to hold on and see what that – if you go to that offense, Mm -hmm. that offense, and he's going to get used. they they like to use two backs in that offense, and they want a third down back. They want to use Singletary on first and second, and they kind of like the Redskins do with J.D. McKissick. They want to bring a different guy in on third down. I want that guy because if they're ever in a close game, he's going to be in there all the time, especially in the fourth quarter. I want to see what they do with him. I'd give it like two weeks with him playing. Once he's worked in, I'd like to see what they do with him. He's worth a stash. Okay. Uh, moving to the last game, sorry, we've been getting off track here, but uh, last game here is the Bengals and the Browns. Uh, like John says, Dirty Joe and the boys. Uh, this week was Sloppy Joe and the boys. Um, the Browns won 32-13. to 13. Um, I always love how the NFL does the statistics, like during the game, when you're watching a quarterback and you get to see like how quick he releases the ball and they show the timing of everything. Well, they did that this week, uh, first time I've seen it, showing how quick the defense was getting to Joe Burrow. And the average was 2.3 seconds. Wow. Ball so was fast. hiked, wow. and in 2.3 seconds, Miles Garrett or someone else on the other side was touching Joe Burrow and he was scrambling and running and trying to survive. Uh, it was awful watching that game. There was people, so I heard people get mad at Joe Burrow and I'm like, how he had nothing. He could do nothing. He was no. trying his hardest and the, the Bengals have the highest paid offensive line in the league. And they keep saying every week, they're talking. The chemistry's getting better. The chemistry's getting better. We are eight weeks into the season. It is not getting better. It is worse than it's ever been. I don't know what they're going to do. Now, there's nothing more scarier than Miles Garrett on Halloween night. Let's just get that out there. This man's a monster, and he dresses up as a monster on Halloween yeah, night. Yeah, he sure did. And, and so I wasn't surprised to see the Browns win this game because they they really wanted it, and obviously it showed that they did. Uh, now with this talk about the offensive line, I said you know during the first couple episodes here they need to fire that old line coach and get something new going. But at this point, we're at this point of the year, week seven, week eight. Is it the offensive line or is it the poor game plan by the Bengals? It's tough to say because they've had. They've never been able to run the ball, but they have had good pass blocking in several games. Um, it's I, It has to be coaching. It has to be the scheme they're going in with. 
Yep, yeah, has I to think be. it's I think it's a poor game plan by the Bengals, and I think it's yep. poor adjustments. Like if if that's happening over and over again, and this game is getting out of, out of control, this is when you have to make adjustments as a coach, and you have to figure out what is going to work and what isn't going to work. And I've never been very high on Sack Taylor. I thought I thought um, I thought last year I was very surprised to see them go to the Super Bowl with Sack Taylor as a head coach, and you know I just don't think he's that great of a head coach in my honest opinion. Um, should have kept Marvin Lewis, greatest average coach of all time, but that's a different topic. <laughs> Him and Jeff Fisher. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all the games for this week. Uh, we'll see you next week. Peace. We out of here. Thanks for joining us today on the Manchild Chronicles. You can find us on your favorite social media platforms at the Manchild Chronicles. Don't forget to join us every Friday for a new episode. That's all for now. See you next time.